At KeyBank, we understand what you need to run a middle market company. We bring a team of strategists and problem solvers to design and deliver solutions critical to your business's success. KeyBank offers industry expertise, investment banking and capital markets, payment automation, loans and lines of credit, plus equipment financing. Connect with your local KeyBank team. Learn more at key.com slash commercial. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Lucas, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, good to be here. So uh, it's the first time I've, I've uh, done it this late in the night. It's 1.15 in the morning. Oh, well, hey, thanks for staying up for us. My goodness, that is a late podcast interview. I don't know that I've done one at uh, past midnight. Uh, I might have to put that on my to-do list or not, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's nonsense hour. Sure. Sure. Well, we'll, uh, we'll breeze right through this and uh, hopefully get some shut-eye uh, for you sooner rather than later. Uh, so we love to talk about the world of startup on the show, the good, the bad, and what we like to call the gritty. Um, so I'm curious to learn what your experience has been in the world of startup. But before we get into all that, let's help our listeners better understand a little bit more about you and your backstory and what really brought you to present day with what you're working on. No, absolutely. Um, so uh, interesting backstory. Uh, I uh, discovered the, the, the internet. Uh, as we we now sort of live our daily lives through in in, in ninety five as a as an undergraduate undergraduate at Oxford, I was a biochemistry major, and uh, I didn't really have much fun with biochemistry. I got completely addicted to you know messing around on on web zero point one. I mean the browser was Mosaic, and uh, people were just coming off of the Lynx browser, which is a purely text based browser, and you know, people used to write scripts in Perl and things like that, and uh, left. I dropped out of Oxford actually to uh, go and write um, risk management and trading systems for uh, Bankers Trust, uh, which uh, was a, a major investment bank, an innovative investment bank at the time. Uh, left there, went to Barclays, um, obviously two large TradFi institutions. Uh, wasn't very happy in the, in the whole banking thing and uh, joined my first startup. Uh, actually, funnily enough, believe it or not, I am wearing my first startup shirt and it says do something last minute.com which in 1999 was the darling of the internet and uh, we ipo'd in 2000 in march uh as a dot com web uh, one there, right what 1.0 yeah ipo um it's pretty good um and i still have this old gray shirt that's you know 20 23 24 years old and i still talk to brett and Brett Hoberman, and we talk about the good old days of Web 1.0. Things were much simpler back then. Sure. I uh, just building auction systems and hotel booking systems and things we take for granted today back then yes. was obviously a little bit different. Uh, from there, I got hired by UBS back in banking uh, to help build a, the affluent banking business for UBS Private Bank. Uh, it was called UBS e Services. And we basically did a startup from scratch as a whole bank uh, backed by UBS. Uh, dropped out uh, or left UBS after we bought Payneweber and uh, set up with some colleagues a company called Mobilical. And Mobilical was a fintech that built uh, portfolio management and trading systems for wealth management companies 
uh, and it worked on the old Palm Pilot, the, uh, the oh, wow. HP iPack, and uh, uh, Nokia WAP devices. So you could trade your stocks, you could read research, etc., on these old old phones. Uh, sold that in 2003, back to UBS to join a derivatives trading desk, and did that for best part of 13 years across uh, across the world in 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 London, in in Hong Kong, in in Sydney, Australia. And then I set up a hedge fund, the global macro hedge fund from scratch, uh, got all the licensing, did that for three years. Then I joined Diginex, uh, which obviously IPO'd on NASDAQ in October 2020, uh, built out their asset management business. And then I uh, left there. I actually took a year out during COVID to go, go back to college and did a, a master's in liberal arts at the University of Chicago. Um, studying things like medieval poetry and uh, neurobiology and some astrophysics and things like that. Uh, and then I joined Yield App as the CIO, which was another startup um, uh, that had launched in February of 21. And I joined there, I think, June or July 21 to uh, run, run the asset management or the investment side of that business. And here we are today, you know, start of 2023. Uh, I think it must be my fifth or sixth startup, a couple of IPOs along the way. And uh, here we are. I mean, first of all, you're lazy and you should really, you know, put some uh, put, put some things in action and do something with your life, Lucas. My goodness. Uh, all, all pun intended, of course. Uh, so um, quite quite the quite, quite the extensive experience. And it led you to where you're at right now with Yield.app, which uh, brings us to my next question, which is what exactly is Yield.app uh, and what problems does it solve? Who's your customer? Um, give me the whole rundown of how, how this okay, all works. So so yield yield.app is a, a digital asset wealth management company um okay. why do we need a digital asset wealth management company because a lot of people made a lot of money in in crypto assets and they actually can't be banked or serviced by traditional private banks for multitude of reasons be it anti-money laundering kyc issues in on blockchain products and the biggest reason is actually because of basel three capital regulation so there's a whole section of of society that can't get private banking or wealth management services because of regulatory controls around um, digital assets and, and, and the way they are managed. So uh, we talk a lot about um, you know, the regulators like the SEC or the SFC, but actually one of the biggest problems or, or biggest hurdles that needs to be overcome, problems is the wrong word, is how to manage um, wealth when the capital constraints around providing products over that wealth are, are prohibitive. So Yield App uh, solves that problem as we're not a traditional finance bank that has to adhere to uh, Basel III capital requirements. And so we offer uh, you know, investment and uh, wealth management services to uh, crypto, uh, crypto holders. Um, and, we, and that's essentially our goal is to fill a gap where uh, traditional banking can't or traditional private wealth can't um, help Oh, excellent. Sorry. I, I'm like, did we get cut out here? <laughs> excellent. Sorry about the delay here. The host is paying attention. I was actually looking at, 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 my, at my next question that I was going to ask you, which is how did how does all of this come into play with the crypto winter, if you will, or the readjustment uh, of the market that we've been experiencing for the past six to eight months? Has that has that had any impact on what you guys are doing uh, and or building? Absolutely. Um, so. I think one of the toughest, toughest problems in, in, in crypto is 
um, trust. And yeah. I mean, people forget that digital assets or crypto assets are bearer instruments. So it's no different than physical gold or uh, it's, uh, you know, bearer bonds, et cetera. And, and there's a lot of, you know, nefarious activity that, that, that happens with, with bearer instruments. And obviously the history of, of, of crypto assets has, has got, you know, a, uh, a, a sordid history in, the, in, in, in some four actors uh, over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the years, a lot of wealth has been made and, and, and people come to us because we, we start with first and foremost wealth preservation or capital preservation. And, um, you know, we've really taken a focus on how do we build, you know, a traditional wealth manager for the digital asset ecosystem. And that doesn't mean taking someone's money and then betting it all on black or, or, or going to the casino and, you know, gambling big. It's about building, you know, diversification. It's about building, you know, you know, tra- traditional portfolio management uh, capabilities and offering those to clients and, and, and seeing that we've gone through a pretty difficult time, uh, how we, we, that, that process has helped us avoid a lot of the, the big problems that happened in the industry. Um, don't forget, right, there, there's a lot of people in, in the industry that are selling greed, right? It's the best way I could describe it. But our sure. clients are already in the industry, right? They've already owned those assets. So how do they um, manage those assets, preserve their wealth, et cetera? And, and that's kind of the service we're trying to fill is how do we, how do we become like the trusted partner for those who have accumulated large, large wealth and even you know, small wealth as well uh, and, and provide the services they would otherwise get from a, a traditional uh, wealth manager? That makes sense. So what are you guys excited about for 2023 in the, you know, in the midst of as we continue to you know, find our way through you know, this, this, this readjustment, I like to refer to it as, um, you know, what, what, what are you guys excited about as we enter into a new year here? Well, I think one of the things that, uh, obviously comes through when there's huge sort of, um, dislocations in any market is opportunities arise and, and you've got to, in order to, to take advantage of those, you need to survive. And I think, uh, being in, 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 in a position where, where we have survived, um, it provides us a, a great opportunity to build on the trust and and um, and the strength of our brand and the product capabilities we have. So, you know, having structured products coming out on our platform, which allows people to, you know, really dial in the amount of risk they want to take, be it super low risk stuff to, you know, extreme, extreme risk stuff. Uh, that's really interesting for us. Uh, our new layer one that we announced yesterday, our layer one blockchain, a kind of a regulatory uh, compliant uh, blockchain, which... We found that trying to move large swathes of capital through DeFi is actually quite difficult to do, especially when you're dealing with like uh, commingling of sanctioned wallets and things like that. You just find yourself in all sorts of turmoil. So building out for what we consider a, a more robust regulatory framework uh, and giving giving institutions and, and, and uh, family offices and, and individual wealth, high net worth individuals greater peace of mind around that their assets aren't commingled with with other wallets would actually get their assets frozen uh, by the powers that be. We saw that with Tornado Cash, et cetera. And then I think the other thing I'm, I'm pretty happy with is that in any, in any uh, um, sort of dislocation where we see a massive sort of uh, fallout of or, 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 or sweep out of, of, of organizations, more opportunities arise, increasing market share, and being involved in sort of cutting edge technology for me is is seeing where this goes and and how we can evolve from here. 
Absolutely. Switching gears a little bit, let's talk about the world of startup. What would you say the worst part of the startup experience has been in your in your experience? So the hardest thing for anyone to do is raise capital. Okay, so you've got a great idea. How do you get it funded? Uh, that's obviously a skill set that, you know, a lot of people aren't very good at uh, selling themselves. I mean, at the end of the day, investing in companies is about investing in people and, and seeing them execute that vision and believing that the people who are steering the ship know what they're doing and can actually achieve the goals that they've set themselves. Um, when you first go out to do this, you think your idea is amazing, it's the best thing you've ever seen. And then after you've done this a lot of times in a lot of different businesses, et cetera, you realize that actually you, you are in some way selling yourself. Um, and your idea is, is the way you deliver that idea and the messaging you get across. Like no one has invested in any company based on a presentation, but many companies have failed to get funding because their presentations are so bad. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what you want to do is get to the next stage. So think about it like dating, you know, can I get your phone number? Can I meet you for a coffee? There's a, there's a, there's a process, a journey that you go on, but it's the same thing as you're selling yourself. Right. And the difference between, you know, I guess this industry is that, or, or all industries when you're raising money is that the due diligence comes, people do the background check. They check, are you this? Are you that? Have you done this? Do you say what you say you're going to do? And, you know, in my, in my experience dealing with startups and, and being part of them over the years, um, the capital raise stage is, is one of the hardest. Um, and it's most companies fail. Most startup companies actually fail. And failing, I think Peter Thiel said it best, is if you're going to fail, fail fast. Yeah. And, and that, that to me has always been a good, good mantra. So it's either get it right because you can stick with something and have the wheel spinning for years and achieve nothing. And actually what you really want to do is, is fail fast. Yeah. So yeah, that would be my 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 two cents on that. Love it, absolutely love it. And to the to the complete opposite of that, what's the best part of the startup process in your experience? Besides funding and exiting, <laughs> I think the the journey is always fun, right? The, yeah. the the characters you meet along the way. I've I've made some lifelong friends in some of the startups I've been involved in. Um, but I think it's the war stories. You you, you can sort of sit in a in a lounge with someone and to talk about, I did this startup. I was part of this. I was part of that. Um, and the people you meet along the way, like I, I've been in, in markets for a very long time. I've done the startup thing, especially FinTech and, you know, I've built great businesses. I've built crap businesses and ultimately, um, success is about people yeah. and, and building, building strong, strong teams. Uh, you know, we go through that storming phase The you know, the, the, we've got the forming phase, you know, where we set up a team and we've got the storming phase where everyone's having an argument and we kind of got the norming phase, which is kind of that normalization. And then we've got the, the performing phase, right. And, and, and getting to that performing phase as quickly as possible is, is to me the best part of if any startup, it's like, you know, it's why we do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been great to learn more about what you guys have built here. Clearly creating uh, stuff that matters for this new uh, era of the digital world that we're entering into with with Web3 on here. So I wanted to wish you guys uh, ongoing success with what you guys have built and continue uh, to do there. It's been great to meet you as well. Thanks for staying up late Thanks for so us much. here uh, on the show. Any final thoughts for our listeners, Lucas? Don't let time take away your dreams. If you've got an idea, just back yourself. Bet on yourself, right? Exactly.
just I've got a uh, got a Monopoly artwork piece in my house that uh, that's with the Monopoly guy and a, and a bunch of poker chips that says bet on yourself. So I'm forced to be reminded of that uh, uh, every day. Lucas, thanks so much for your time. Uh, great chat Cheers. with you again and, and best of luck to you. Thanks, Sebastian. Cheers. Take care. You, you've Thank got you. it. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Head into your local Safeway for great spring savings throughout the store. This week at Safeway, get yellow peaches or nectarines for the member price of $1.88 per pound. Also this week at Safeway, value packs of Signature Farms chicken drumsticks, thighs, leg quarters, or picnic packs are buy one, get one free. Plus, get value packs of USDA Choice Boneless Beef Top Sirloin Steak for the member price of $4.99 per pound. Visit Safeway.com, download the Safeway for you app, or head in store to find more great deals at Safeway.